An up and down start to the season. Hit in the air to right and deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here. Go. For Garrett Mitchell. With the playoffs firmly in sight. second home run of the game. This is the State of the Brewers on 94.5 ESPN. Broadcasting live from Summerfest and the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone. Here's Alex Strofe and Tom Catronio. Rolling back on. It is State of the Brewers live from Summerfest. Alex Strofe, Tom Catronio with you here on 94.5 ESPN. 800-990-3776. Your way into the program. 800 800- 990 ESPN your way in. We had a great call last segment from Fred and Cedarburg that initiated a wonderful rant from Dom Catronio on the subject of Keston Hira and Rowdy Telez. My mama always said, tell the truth, and I believe I told the truth. (laughs) And if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah, that's that's fair. And I want the truth, right? That's that's what we need here. We need honesty. Um, So, Dom, I want to have a little bit of a conversation Around the first half, because we mentioned April and May was solid. I said June was a little dicey, but then you pointed out still a game over 500 in the month of June. Mm-hmm. The team is still four games over 500 overall and only a game back of the, the division lead. But it still feels like something's missing. And I think we've established what that is. It's, it's the offensive firepower that the Brewers are lacking because when their pitchers are healthy, it's some of the best in the league especially given the payroll size of the Milwaukee Brewers versus some of the other teams. But when you look at the first half of the season, what's what's the big takeaway for you? Is there a big takeaway from this team through 82 games? You know, aside from the stuff I've already said on the program of about, you know, yeah, a lot of injuries, a lot of things trying to go right, trying to make sure they get back on track, the biggest takeaway for me is we, we got to talk about the bullpen. I mean, how surprising – has this production been from the bullpen, given it was probably the number one question mark coming out of screen training? Like, who are going to be the guys that perform? You know, you know you had Devin in the ninth, but then it was kind of this, all right, well, you got Pete, you got, you know, at Hobie Milner, Jake Cousin. Uh, who's going to have the seventh and eighth when he let Brad Boxberg walk and he's hurt now with the Cubs? Obviously no hater. Everything changed. And now, and this is an example of, why the Brewers do what they do. You take your lumps with Matt Bush. You take your lumps with Taylor Rogers. Y- y- you're sad that you aren't able to make it work with those two guys. But you have a track record of making it work with Yoel Piomps and Elvis Piguero. Being able to create these guys into high leverage relievers is something the Brewers have. They even did it to Brad Boxberger a couple of years ago. Yes, he had closing experience, but... Most of the big leagues thought, oh, he's done. You know, he's not Mm going to do this anymore. And here you are. The Brewers have this knack for finding bullpen arms. Even Peter Strzelecki has pitched well for the Brewers. Hobie Milner. Look at Hobie Milner's numbers with the Angels. And look (laughs) at Hobie Milner's numbers with the Brewers. They know what they're doing with bullpen relief. They're not 100%, as we saw last night with Matt Bush. But I think the bullpen is the number one takeaway for me of how quickly they've been able to find the roles of Elvis Piguero and Yoel Piams moving forward into the second half. Yeah, I will say one one big thing that stuck out with Matt Arnold here early in his tenure, just 82 games in, as the president of baseball ops, he's not afraid to make moves. And, and obviously talking with him earlier today, after the move, 
of Matt Bush being DFA'd, right? Like, this guy has tried a lot of different things here early in the, on in the season when it comes to DFAing or, or you know, designating for assignment or, or whatever. I think there, there is so many different things he's tried, right? Bringing Bryce Terang up for Luis Urias last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was. So I think that stuck out to me as, as somebody that doesn't get super locked in on the Brewers until around this time of the year. I think with the moves and, like, let's say if you watched opening week, right, and you're like, you didn't see Luis Urias during opening week because he had the hamstring injury, mm-hmm. and now you still don't see Luis Urias if you're going to the 4th of July game on Tuesday. You're like, wait, what's going on? Bryce Terang is the future. Bryce Terang... He is saving runs every single time he's playing defense. He had an RBI double last night. He's been playing better. He's brought back some confidence. I've been talking with Craig Kishon over on the television side on Bally Sports. And the, the comp he continues to bring up, they're not, the same, they're not the same body types, but J.J. Hardy. He sees so much of J.J. Hardy in Bryce Terang. A slick defender. He can really hit when he needs to. He can also get the job done. When you're trying to get a lefty, trying to do uh, hitting against lefties, I know we're going to see him hit against left-handed pitching at some point. But for Bryce, you look at the numbers compared to J.J. Hardy's first 50 games and Bryce's first 50 games, they're very, very close. It's a good comparison to have. And we all realize what happened to J.J. Hardy later in his career as he got more comfortable he got better. I think Bryce Terang is going to be a star for the Brewers, whether he's at second base, whether he's at shortstop. The point is, the Brewers found something here. He had a little bit of prospect fatigue, as we say in the industry, of meaning he was on so many prospect lists, everyone kind of, oh, yeah, he's there, he's there. And he fell off just because he was playing too well in the fact that, yeah, he's a prospect, but is he a top 100 guy that's going to sell magazines? The point <laughs> is, he's going to help the Brewers win games. It seems like the Brewers do a really nice job, Dom. And I don't, I don't know how they rank, maybe, from a national perspective of all 30 teams. But it seems like their farm system is always producing studs. And that, obviously we've seen that be the case this year with several guys making a big impact. Uh, and this is what you have to do with this market. And if you want to make this a payroll conversation, I, I, we can get there. But at the end of the day, let's be real. Let's look in the mirror, Milwaukee. This is Milwaukee, okay? About a million people, smallest media market in Major League Baseball, okay? These are facts. And I know everybody here loves their team, okay? It's a real thing, the money crunch. And yes, an owner matters in that regard. And Mark Adonacio is the principal owner of an ownership group. He's not the only guy. He's the head honcho, though, of that guy. At the end of the day, the Brewers are never going to have the money to spend like a Steve Cohen, like a New York Yankees, like a New York Mets, like a San Francisco Giants, like an L.A. That's never going to happen. What you can do is invest in your own company meaning the Brewers invest in their farm, investing in having people develop the best big leaguers possible. The Freshman series on their YouTube page, I highly encourage it if you still somehow haven't seen it, encouraging the fact that they have homegrown talent. They have homegrown players that people enjoy. You know, I know everyone's mad about the fact that there's trade rumors swirling around Brandon Woodruff and Cornbirds. They drafted and developed those guys. Yeah. They weren't acquired. Josh Hader was acquired when he was a young prospect. They essentially, you know, made him homegrown. Adrian Hauser was homegrown. Uh, Jackson Churio is going to be a homegrown superstar. You look at further down the list, Bryce Terang is going to be a star, like I just mentioned. Garrett Mitchell is going to be a star. Joey Weimer is going to be a star. The reason why you're able to see homegrown guys is because they invest in it. They get return out of it. They've got three guys going into the Futures game during All-Star Week. 
that are going to be Milwaukee Brewers. Jacob Mizorowski, the six foot six mountain of a man who throws 100 miles an hour, is going it's to huge, pitch it someday. Yeah. You've got Jackson Churio, the 19-year-old wonderkind. And then you've also got Tyler Black, who's been phenomenal. Sal Freelich, who's been phenomenal. Bat-to-ball type guys. They are a top 12 organization on the farm side of things. How soon will we see Sal Freelich? I think we'll see him by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. There's no reason not to see him by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, he's a bat-to-ball kind of guy. He can get speed. He plays good defense. Uh, I don't see a reason not to have him up at the big leagues if he's going to help your team win. Yeah, I, that's what I figured. You know, I'm just looking at the, the top uh, top prospects list right now. With him number two, ETA is 2023. So I'm curious how soon we could see a guy like that who, who's obviously been doing great things in, in AAA. 800-990-3776, your way in. Dom Catronio, the Brewers expert, the Brewers savant. I'm Alex Strove asking all the questions because this is when baseball season begins for me, baby. There's, there's a week in April, and now we're, we're, we're fully in it uh, here on State of the Brewers. 80 games to go for the crew, one game back of the Cincinnati Reds in the NL Central. They play the Pittsburgh Pirates this afternoon, 3.05 first pitch time, which, of course, you can hear on our sister station, 620 WTMJ, and you can hear more of Dom Catronio coming up before that game on 620 WTMJ. The hardest working man in showbiz, Dom Catronio, here on your Saturday afternoon. I, I, I just... I'm nervous, Dom. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Because Why are you, nervous? you mentioned the you mentioned the, the spending, and it'll never happen. And I agree with you. I just worry about the sustainability of homegrown talent, and that, can that lead you to a championship? Well, when you continue to invest in it, I look at there's a couple of examples of homegrown talent working the championships. There's two ways you can do it. You can do it the Astros way. Mm-hmm. You tear it to the studs. All the way down. Have multiple number one picks. The crazy thing about the Astros' teardown is they missed on multiple one-ones, right? When they drafted Correa, everyone was shocked. He obviously worked out. They missed on Mark Appel. They missed on Brady Aiken. And yet, they still turned it into two rings. I don't care about the trash can thing. We can talk about that another time. (laughs) They still turned it into two rings. Two rings, huh? Okay. And then the other route that you go is the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. I was thinking. You know, they didn't quite tear it all the way down. They have an amazing fan base, as do the Brewers. They have a big geographic reach, a bigger geographic reach than the Brewers, bar none. And they realize, you know, if we continue to churn out studs, because that's how the team of the 90s was built too. Chipper, homegrown, Andrew Jones, homegrown. And they made some trades, of course, for their pitchers as well. But you look at their organization now. Now they're in this mode where we're going to trade the guys to help us get you know, kind of homegrown talent, but you need to have good talent on your farm system in order to make trades, like for guys like Matt Olson, like for guys like Sean Murphy, like for guys, uh, you know, looking around the the infield. You got a team-friendly deal from Ronald Acuna Jr. You got a team-friendly deal from Ozzie Albies. You're able to acquire Matt Olson, sign him to extension, acquire Sean Murphy, sign him to an extension, uh, Make take a risk and work out with Charlie Morton, take a risk and, and have it work out with, you know, at times, and lately he's been working out with Jorge Soler. But the point is, when you have a healthy farm system, you can trade pieces and continue to produce at the big league level. But the the cautionary tale with that example is the San Diego Padres. (laughs) The Padres have put all their eggs into the money basket while trading their prospects, and all of a sudden, they're playing the Reds right now. They lost last night on a walk-off. They might be selling some assets coming up here in a month. And they've got some guys that I would look out for for the Brewers fans to maybe be keeping an eye out to maybe help their team win as well. But those are kind of the three routes that you could take, right? You tear it to the studs like the Astros and make it work out. 
Mark Ananasio has made it clear he does not want that to happen while he's an owner. You have the Braves where you're kind of shifting back and forth of trading some of the guys that you thought you would hang on to but for some high-end talent on the way back and then immediately sign an extension to those guys. That's certainly an option. And then the third cautionary tale is trading your talent for big bucks and then all of a sudden it goes wrong like we see with San Diego. Yeah. And New yeah. York for that matter. The New York indeed. Yeah, that, that's another one that comes to mind. So you're right. And that, that's, that's why I use the word nervous, right, is, is because – I always have high expectations, especially the last five, six years with the Brewers. Uh, obviously, you have MVP Yelich dating back to there. And this was a team that has built up, as you mentioned, the pitching staff so well with, with Woody and, and, and Burns. So, what's the ceiling? I don't know for the 2023 season. And we're 82 games in, and I still don't know what the ceiling is. Now, health, obviously, you can't predict, and that doesn't help you right now. But that's what I don't know. I do have a ceiling. Uh, the ceiling is 90 wins, okay? 90 wins is going to win this division bar none. Yes. So that's your ceiling right now. I said— But what does that mean for postseason implications? That You're in. It means you're in. And all you got to do is get in. All you got to do is get in. And I know people are sick of the bites of the apple line, and, yeah, it, it, didn't, it wasn't delivered well. But at the end of the day, it was so poetic that it literally happened last year. The Phillies— Got a bite at the apple, and they took it to the World Series. Okay? We can just say they got a shot. All right? If you get in the postseason, anything can happen. Okay? I, I, if you want to sit there, oh, they're, they're matching up with the Diamondbacks. They're matching up with the Dodgers. They got no chance. Do you know that for a fact? <laughs> That's what, did, did, we, did we give the Phillies a chance at all against the Cardinals last year? Did we think Nolan Arenado was going to make two errors and have a five-run ninth inning against yeah. the Phillies? Like, No. That's why you play the game. Absolutely. To find out what's going to happen. You just got to get into the postseason. Let me ask you this, Brewers fans, because I, I'm curious on your take on this, and we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit on the, on the other side. If, if I told you you get to go to the World Series but you're losing, would you take it? It's a great question. Would you take it? 800-990-3776. Your way in. 800-990-ESPN. As we are live at Summerfest, Alex Strove, Tom Catronio with you here on State of the Brewers. If you're planning on coming down to the big gig, be sure to stop by and check out what we've got going on. Our ESPN Milwaukee Street team is here, and they've got bags set up for you to play to win some awesome prizes. And also, while you're here, you got to head over to Major Goolsby's. We're so happy to have them as the official food provider for ESPN Milwaukee here at Summerfest. I've got a cheeseburger on the way. Dom, did you get the Cajun chicken sandwich? Yeah. I got that yesterday. I it's want money. A little spice. It's I want a money. Little, little fire in the mouth. Yeah, and you're going you're gonna to love the fire in your mouth, Dom Catronio. Uh, don't take that <laughs> out of context. So check out uh, Major Goolsby's if you're coming down to Summerfest. Music, games, food. Come on out and join us. Beautiful day to be here at the big gig at Summerfest, right off the water of Lake Michigan. The weather's perfect. The, the, the sun is shining. I'm going to bounce around. I know you got another show to do, but I'm going to bounce around before I head her back to Madison later this afternoon. It is just a perfect day for Summerfest. If I told you you could make it to the World Series, but you're going to lose, would you take it? 800-990-3776. We'll dive into that and more reaction to the first half of the season for the Milwaukee Brewers. That's coming up next. It is the State of the Brewers right here on ESPN Milwaukee. More baseball talk coming up on 94.5 ESPN. State of the Brewers on 94.5 ESPN. Now back to Dom and Alex live from the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone. Rolling on live from Summerfest at the Gruber Law. It's a sports zone. 
I'm Alex Strope alongside Dom Catronio, who uh, uh, I think we both have a mouthful of major Goolsbees right now. You, did you? Holy smokes, you finished that thing? You got to learn how to be a quick broadcaster, brother. We talked about the bladder earlier. You got to yep. be able to house a, a yeah. sandwich yeah. in a commercial break. So I, I'm usually pretty good about this. I host a, a show on ESPN Madison every week uh, at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. So I'm pretty good at the four-minute get rid of it. But we got this like two and a yeah, half minutes into the way, break. Yours is way bigger than mine. Now I got a giant cheeseburger. You had the, the, the Cajun chicken sandwich, which I had yesterday, which was terrific for Major Goolsby's. You're heading down to Summerfest. You got to check out Major Goolsby's, uh, our food partner here at Summerfest on ESPN Milwaukee. Tom Catronio, Alex Struff with you. 800-990-3776. Your way into the show. 800-990-ESPN. As we continue to talk brewers, I posed the question on the other side, Dom. And I'll tell you my answer, and I would love to get yours. If I told you you get to the World Series with the team you've got in place here in 2023, but you're going to lose in the World Series, and let me take it a step forward. You're going to get swept in the World Series. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we're moving goalposts. Yep, yep, yep. You're getting swept in the World Series, but you're winning the NL. Are you taking it? I'd take it. I would, too. You should. I've I, only seen my favorite team when I was younger. I was a Rangers fan. I've only seen them lose. Okay, so I'm used to it, and I'm grateful for the experience. And I think, as we know from the previous generation telling us about 1982, you know, getting there seven games and losing. Mm-hmm. Haven't been since, obviously. I think the Brewers, you know, the taste that they had in 2018, one game away, yeah, has just, and you know, the 2019 stunk, 2020 doesn't count. 2021, uh, that felt like the year. Mm-hmm. Last year, the deadline. So this year, they're, they're due for some positivity, man. They're due for something good. I, I'm in the theory, I'm in the thinking of you should always want to see your team in the World Series, regardless if they win or lose. Obviously, we know you want them to win. But if you win a pennant, that's pretty sweet. The only reason I'm asking this is because I'm curious as to who would say no. Because it's been 40 years, Dom. Right. 40 years. Exactly. I'd rather get there and lose than not get there at all. Exactly. It's as simple as that for me. But I'm curious because I know somebody will be on the other side and adamantly on the other side. So I want to hear from you. Let's talk about it. 800-990-3776. Your way in. Brewers, one game back of the Cincinnati Reds in the NL Central right now through 82 games overall. And they play the Pirates this afternoon. 305 first pitch out in Pittsburgh. How good are the Pirates? They're okay. Are they as good as the record indicates, I should say, a third-place team in the NL Central? Uh, I, they should be a third-place team. Yeah. They, they would, they, I thought coming into the season, I made a bet with a, rep- a reporter on the beat who will be unnamed on this. Uh, I made a, a friendly wager, if you will. I said, the Pirates are going to win 75 games this year. Hmm. He said, no way. I said, yeah. I'm feeling okay. they got to be they're, right they're around there on, on terms of pace. But right? he laughed at me. And double down. So they're not even going to win 70, dog. <laughs> I said, excuse me? They are a team that I saw as somebody that could compete with the Cubs for the third spot coming into this offseason, coming into this season. And I thought that it would be a Brewers and Cardinals race, not a Brewers and Reds race. I thought the Cubs, I don't sleep on the Cubs, man. The Cubs, they're hot and cold. They sure are. That's the They thing, have man. no bullpen. They Marcus are. Stroman's an ace. They have to decide if they want to extend him or trade him. Because he's a free agent to be. He's got a player option next year. And, and then furthermore, you look at their offense. Belly is back. He's healthy and he's playing well. They've got Dansby Swanson, Nico Horner, Ian Happ, 
Christopher Morrell has been a stud. There's a lot to worry about with the Cubs. Do not sleep on them. you got four games coming up with them this week. Yeah. And thir- you're in the middle of 13 in a row against the Central, so the Brewers are going to find out who they are real quick and what their opponents are. But in my opinion, coming into this season, I thought it was Brewers and Cardinals and the top tier. The Cubs, the Pirates, and the Reds in kind of this middle tier of nobody knows what's going on. And I probably would have put the Reds a little further down because I didn't expect them to move Ellie this fast, move McLean this fast, and it's really worked out for them. Yeah, I know you can nitpick stats and, and you know, whatever. Pick a stat you want to fit your narrative. But I think this is interesting about the Cubs is that they are the only team in the NL Central with a positive run differential, and they are very positive. They're plus 32 in that category. Uh, the Reds minus 14, the Brewers minus 22, Pirates and Cardinals both minus 31 in the run differential category. And again, I'm nitpicking, but that's an interesting stat that it works out for a fourth-place team to be 32 runs over their opponents. I think it's just... It's got time to level that out. The Brewers have also lost some blowouts. They haven't won any blowouts. So that's a little bit skewed. Like, I think of that 18-1 to game in St. Louis. Yeah. I think they had 11-1 to game uh, last week as well. So uh, there's a little skew. Run differential. Look, nerds like me love to use run differential a little too much. Um, it doesn't tell you anything. At the end of the day, there's all these people who try to reinvent the wheel. And I'm one of them, too, to a certain extent. But all these people try to reinvent the wheel. At the end of the day, the only column that matters is the W column. And if you've got a negative 100 run differential and you've got 90 wins, who cares? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I know that there is underlying issues like, wow, that means they're losing blowouts and not winning close games. Like, yeah, you're probably. But at, at the same time, my thought with that is, did you win the game? Okay, <laughs> we'll fix it. But did you win the game? It's the Herm Edwards line. You play to win the game. The Herm, yeah. Yep. So uh, that, that's it for me. I, I, I am a little worried about the Rears run differential in the long run, but at the same time, we know that the offense is underperforming. Correct. That's what, all that goes back if to. If they were performing and you had a, a poor run differential, then there's reason to be concerned. Sure. The fact that they have a poor run differential and you can instantly point to their three, four, five hitters, fix that, your run differential will be better, and boom, that, that's what you're looking at. So nothing to fret about. No, there's yeah. plenty to fret about. You need to make something happen in this next month. I'm just curious what that is. Is that internal or external? And I don't know. I don't think either of us know. I think they should be buyers. It's a mix of both. And, and it does hinge on Brandon Woodruff's health. We were getting news today from Pittsburgh that they have pushed him back a couple of days. Uh, just some general soreness. They're alerting the media. They're saying it is not shoulder-related. It is just fatigue, bounce back, muscular stuff not specifically the subscap, that strain that he had. So he's pushed back a couple of days. He'll throw again during the homestand against the Cubs. I mean, he's got all of the decision. I mean, it all rests on Brandon Woodruff. If he's healthy, the Brewers should go for it. If he's not healthy, I don't know what to do. You probably trade a very popular name, and it's going to be very controversial when they do so. But... It's the long-term vision. Then people will be like, why would you trade this guy and Josh Hader in back-to-back years? I, I can see the frustration that could come with that. Oh, I can only imagine. the. Uh... But at the same time, we sit here talking about sustainability and how great their farm is. It's not going to take long. It's going to be one year of a punt. Churio might be in the big leagues by the end of the next year. Freelick will be back. Mitchell will be back. Terang will be back. Weimer will be back. That's a pretty darn good core right there. Of all those names, who are you most excited about? Churio. You're that excited about a guy? He's 19, I understand. He's 
tearing up double A. I, I have talked to some very... But he's still far away, I would say. I have talked to some very, very prominent people around baseball about Jackson Trujillo, and they all agree. Do you know how hard it is for baseball people to agree on something? Fair. They all agree this dude's a superstar. He's like a top three prospect in all of Major League, isn't And he? I saw, I got my eyes on him for the first time in spring training. And it's one of those things that you can see it on tape. You can be impressed with the numbers. You can be impressed with what he's doing as a player. But when you see it with your own eyes and you start drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit <laughs> and you get it. And what I saw in spring training made me believe this dude's going to be a superstar. I, I, I love that. I, I, trust, I trust you a lot more than most people on, on the Brewers, Dom. So that's, uh, that's good to hear and something to keep an eye on as uh, you, you predict end of next season. And it's a reason you're not, he is untouchable. Yeah. Unless you're getting something bonkers in return. He is untouchable. All right, fine. We'll take Aaron Judds for Jackson <laughs> Fine, fine. Twist arm. Shohei? Sure, I'll do it. Well, you know, I, you know what? It's funny you bring up Shohei. I had this conversation with a friend. Now, the Angels are in contention, so this is not going to happen. The Angels are not training Shohei Otani. But how much fun would it be if the Brewers pulled a CC Sabathia? Oh. They knew they were not going to extend CC. They knew they had the prospect capital to make it fun for a couple of months. And what if this is not going to happen? Disclaimer, this is not going to happen. But what if the Brewers traded for two and a half months of Shohei Otani? This is called manifestation for all of you out How there. How much Dom is fun speaking this into existence? Would that be? It'd be brilliant. The ticket sales would be better than ever. It would, and it's one. It's CC 2.0. He's not. He's not re-signing. The the number that he's going to sign for starts with a six, <laughs> and it's nine figures. The Brewers. He would have all of Milwaukee. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would. He would become the mayor. How much fun would that be, though? That'd be terrific. I think, uh, that, I think you need to manifest this. That would be a Jackson this. Churio trade for me. Uh, call Matt Arnold back. <laughs> Let's talk him into it. Let's talk him into it. He's not. <laughs> that would be so much fun. I love it. He's Dom Catronio. I'm Alex Strove. This is State of the Brewers. I've been looking forward to this all afternoon. I've got superlatives. I've got a list of questions for Dom. And Dom is going to hand out Brewers superlatives. Coming up next is this is State of the Brewers live from Summerfest. Back with more on the Brewers coming up on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to the State of the Brewers on 94.5 ESPN. Here's Dom and Alex. State of the Brewers rolling out live from Summerfest, 55th annual Summerfest. Here at Henry Meyer Festival Park, Alex Strope, Dom Catronio with you here. On State of the Brewers, live from the Gruber Lobs' Sports Zone. And it is time to play some superlatives. Bring it on. Here on State of the Brewers. I'm going to throw a couple of questions slash most likely questions at Dom. And so we're talking like Brewer. yearbook superlatives, right? We're ta- are we got kind of. They're, 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 they're baseball-specific, right, most bring it of on. them. Bring I, might, I might throw a silly one or two at you. But I, I want to uh, – I teased this question earlier, so let's start with that one. Most likely to have a better second half of the season than a first half as we are through 82 games with 80 remaining. I'm going to go – you know, I thought about this for a while. I'm going to go – I'm going to go Willie Adamas. He has to. He's going to play every day. He has to. You're right. He's going to be the shortstop. It's got to be Willie. It's a great pick. Who's the most improved through 82 games? Who's, who's better now than they were game one? It's a good question. Joey Weimer. 
Yeah, I think that's a pick. Joey Weimer. I mean, yeah, he had a miss playing center field yesterday, but I don't think anybody expected this good defense in center field from him. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome to watch him improve. And he had a really good month of June, by the way. Really good month of June. He did have a very good month of June. Sure. Um, how about this one? And uh, this might get, take us a few minutes because we've talked about it. Most likely to be traded at the deadline. It's a great question. I would say, you know, if you're going to get traded, there's there's a couple of factors that are involved. One, you have to be producing. Yep. Two, you have to be, you know, either controllable for a year or a couple of years, not like a guy to an extension, things of that nature. So it's, you know, I laugh with people on Twitter about this all the time, like saying like, trade so-and-so, they stink. <laughs> okay, you realize it's a two-way street. Right? The other person needs to want that player. Correct, correct. So, uh, man, who's most likely to get traded? I would say if there's anybody position player-wise traded, I'd be shocked because they need all the guys they have. It, it always comes back to do they trade Corbin Burns? And that's the question that's always going to be around them. Uh, I, I, I wonder, after the reaction to the hater trade last year, and I, it's kind of one of those things. It doesn't matter what the haul is. Yeah. They're going to think you did it again, and it's going to backfire no matter what if you mm-hmm. trade Corbin Burns this deadline. That being said. Would they show hesitance? They should, and I think they will. And I think national writers are going to ask, what's the point? Like Again, it's a catch-22. You're darned if you do. You're darned if you don't. You're darned if you do because, wait, you're contending. You have a great starting pitcher. Why would you trade Corbin Burns? And then you're darned if you don't. Like, wait a minute. You're a small market team. You need to make sure you get return on pieces that you know you're not going to keep. You need to make sure you get something out of it. So the, the difficulty with that for me is wait till the offseason. If you're going to – unless it's going to be something that helps this team win instantly – like a legitimate power bat that mm-hmm. consistently can give you, and can give you years, not a rental, right? It takes pitching costs a lot, so it's if if there is a name to pick, it's Corbin. But I yep. don't think they do it. I hope you're right, but I'm not as confident as you. Okay, but you know more than me. Eh, do so I? We'll see. You, you do. Okay. Let's 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 not lie to okay, ourselves. Okay, okay, okay. I appreciate it though. Uh, let's go with a, a, a funny one. Class clown. Who, who's lighting up the, the clubhouse these days? Oh, uh, Rowdy. Yeah. It, it's Rowdy. He's the, he's, his dry humor is unmatched. Uh, if only that worked at the plate this year, huh? Rowdy's great. Willie's great. Freddie's great. Um, Yelly's sneaky funny. Um, they laugh at Weimer. He's kind of easy to laugh at with that mustache and the mullet and everything. But look. Yeah, those are, those are my answers on that. All right, I like it. Let's do this one. Most likely to become the face of the franchise in five years, but it cannot be named Jackson Churia. Garrett Mitchell. Oh, I like. I feel like we forget about him because he's hurt. I I told uh, we did our season preview show live from the Barrel Yard, uh, like opening day eve. I remember, and Sandy Max asked me, "All right, who should I buy a jersey? Like, who's the guy that I know is going to stick around? I'm going to have some fun with." Garrett Mitchell. It's a good question. And too. It's a shame that, you know, the torn labor and everything. And I'll tell you this. I haven't told many people this, but this is something that he told me on his way out the door. He knows the timeline, and he knows they're going to take it easy with him, 
and he knows that surgery is required with labor and everything. He had the vision heading into his surgery. Hey, if they need a pinch runner in the postseason, mm. I'll be ready. Mm. He told that to me on his way out the door. Oh, Don't man. rule that out. They got to win the division, Dom. We got to see that. That's the awesome. energy that would bring. That would be awesome. Now, obviously, he went, and it's his, the good news is, is that it's his left shoulder. So, and he's a left-handed hitter, which means you, know, you, you pull through on your right shoulder yep. as a lefty. And he's a right-handed thrower. So that's okay there. It, it, in theory, he would be swinging sooner than if it was his other shoulder. Right. But he would only be running. He would only be running. Still. But Gary Mitchell. Energy in October? Oh, Garrett, baby. I mean, he, and it's creepy. on Alex, it is creepy how much he looks and acts like Ryan Braun in a good way. In a good way. But, he, but, but, but that, that means he gives you the face of the franchise feel because exactly. Braun obviously was for so long. The, the borderline confident and cocky attitude but backs it up, freak of nature athlete, Southern California kid. I mean, and they look very, very similar. And I will add, you know, the way him and his wife have embraced the area, <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's been so fun to see them. And then early on in the season when he's like, yeah, I play better when she's not here. Right. Funny story about that, actually. So two days before that walk-off happened, uh, I live downtown. I live near Summerfest here. I live, in, I live in the area. And I do my perusing of local coffee shops, big coffee guy. And I'm sitting at... Uh, a coffee shop in Third Ward, and I'm sitting there, just doing my work for the day or whatever. Oh, boy. I-, I love doing work in the coffee shop. And who walks in? Garrett and Haley. And I'm wearing a Brewers hat that day, so it was kind of funny. So Garrett makes eye contact with me. He's like, wait. And I go, wait. Hey, wait. He's <laughs> so, like, when are you going to the field? When are you going to the field? And then two days later, he hits the walk-off. When he was, and I was just saw him with Haley, and I chatted with Haley for a little bit. Then he hits the walk-off, and I see him in there in the clubhouse after the walk, I'm like, so did you get the coffee today? He's like, no, we didn't, but I should have. So, <laughs> so I, was, I, was, I was wondering if that was going to be, become a tradition or something. But, yeah, he loves the area, man. Him and are great for the city. Uh, quick NBA note. I know there's a state of the Brewers, but oh, I yeah. do need to drop some Bucks news on you. Free agent Brooke Lopez back with the Bucks Ooh. on a two-year, $48 million deal. So you can book it. Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez both back. For the Milwaukee Bucks as they try to search for a second title in a couple of years under the direction of new head coach. Who got it, Shams or Woj? Woj got it, of course. I know we're ESPN, but you got to be real. I got to be real. I I must admit, though, Dom, I only have notifications on for Woj right now. Okay. Because Shams tweeted every pick in the NBA draft, and I don't want him spoiled, so I had to turn his off. Got it, got it, got it. So I might be wrong. He may have beat him. I don't know. But Twitter's also broken because Elon Musk ruined it. Rate limit exceeded. Rate limit exceeded, indeed. Uh, all right, last one, and then, we'll, and then we'll head to our final break. Most likely to be an all-star in 2024, but cannot be named Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Christian Yelich, or Devin Williams. Uh, I mean, uh, what? <laughs> what? Um, I took away all the options, yes. I'll give you two picks. There we go. That's, that works. William Contreras. Yep. He's been awesome. And Owen Miller from Fredonia, Ooh, Wisconsin, baby. The Wisco boy. I like it. He leads the team in hitting with runners in scoring position. Yeah. He's hitting 292 right now. He just gets hits. He's a fun story. He's awesome, man. I love talking to him. He hit 30 feet per second on his sprint on the infield hit on Thursday night in New York. What a stat. That's freakish speed. And he's from Fredonia. 
Dude was balling out on the basketball team at Ozaki High School. Now he's in the big leagues playing for his hometown team. Yeah, it's a, it's a really neat story with him and uh, cool trajectory he's been on. He's Dom Catroni. I'm Alex Strofe. That's a little superlatives with Bucks news in the middle here on State of the Brewers, live from the Grubel Office's Sports Zone at Summerfest, the 55th annual Summerfest here at Henry Meyer Festival Park. We will wrap up State of the Brewers, what to look for in the second half of the season from the man that knows more than anybody, Dom Catronia. That's coming up next at State of the Brewers live from Summerfest. More baseball talk coming up on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to the State of the Brewers on 94.5 ESPN. Now back to Dom and Alex live from the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone. State of the Brewers rolls on live from Summerfest, the 55th annual. Saw Earth, Wind, and Fire last night play this song. Nice. I'm Alex Strove alongside Dom Catronio talking all things Brew Crew through 82 games on the season. A game back of the Cincinnati Reds for first place in the NL Central. Those two teams have been going back and forth the last couple of weeks. And have a game against the Pittsburgh Pirates in just a couple of hours. 3.05, less than a couple of hours. In fact, 3.05 first pitch. Out in the PGH we no. established. Is that what we established Worst for that? Worst city connects ever. That's horrible. They're so bad. Why is it not PIT? Or why is it not the Berg? I mean, that'd be fine too. But PGH, is that the name of the airport maybe? I don't know. I've never flown to Pittsburgh. I haven't either. Um, but yeah, I, I, we were talking to somebody off the air a little bit ago about that, Dom, and that caught my eye. So... PGH, interesting. Uh, so Dom Catronio uh, has been walking us through what's gone right, what's gone wrong. The first 82 games for the Brewers, who are still very much in control of their own destiny with 80 games to play uh, leading up to the All-Star break and the real second half of the season, at least according to the MLB calendar. But what we've continued to outline as an issue is the lack of offensive firepower for the Brewers. How can they get better in that category over the course of the next 80 games and solidify their spot atop the NL Central and get themselves in and like we've established, all you've got to do is get in in September and October. Uh, easy route number one. Door number one. Play better. <laughs> I mean... Expert analysis. I, I, You're it, right, though. It's that simple sometimes, though, man. Like They acquired Jesse Winker to hit. He's not hitting right now. Rowdy Telez... The knock on him his whole career was that he couldn't play every day. He played every day for the most part in 2021, played well, ran out of gas last year, and now this year he hasn't hit a home run in over a month. Play better, right? That's number one way to get offense. Number two, door number two. Door door number two. two. Go acquire somebody. Is there a lot available? Eh. I've targeted C.J. Crone, but he's injured. He's got back spasms right now for the Rockies. Who knows what the heck the Rockies got going on right now. But I I pick him. I pick Nelson Cruz. Okay. Problem is he's had kind of a slow year with the Padres. Uh, I even look at, and this is my stretch goal. This is kind of crazy. I like this. What if you got Justin Turner? He's on a one year. The Red Sox are still kind of competing, though. They are. So I don't know if they're going to make him available. You're a popular trade partner with Heim Bloom and the Red Sox. Uh, Who knows what it's going to work. Hey, we got a drum line rolling through. Yeah, I love this. But the other... The other door number three here. Door number three, drum line. Door number three for the drum line as they roll through. Door number three is you call up your internal talent. You call up Sal. You call up Keston Hira. I, I'd be shocked if Tyler Black makes the big leagues this year. But, you know, they already tried with John Singleton. It didn't work out. 
Bryce is in the show. Joey's in the show. Let's make it a trio. Bring up Sal. The problem why you don't bring up Sal, where is he going to play? Right? Uh, If Blake Perkins would then likely go back down, and then you put Sal in right field, Joey in center, and Yelly in left. So then you put Anderson locked in at third base for that time being. I'm cool with that. The other thing with that, too, is you start his clock, you have to make a corresponding move for the 40-man ro- for the forty man roster to make sure that he needs to uh, get onto the roster. So they're, they're full right now, so someone's going to have to get DFA'd or cut or released or things of that nature. So okay. those are your three doors. Uh, so I don't know which door to choose. I hope door one is the simple answer. Exactly. Play better. It's my favorite phrase in the world. How do you baseball. coach that up? How does Craig Council coach that up? Uh, hey, it's hard, man. Like, hitting's hard. Hey, and dumbasses, like, play better. <laughs> <laughs> hitting's hard, dude. And, like, hitting coaches, it's the hardest job on the planet because you can go through hours and hours and hours of film. And I have a good relationship with Connor Dawson. And you can go hour and hours of film, man. And you can show him it. You can show him what he looks like. You can show him what he's seeing. You can feel like, I feel great. You go do T work. You're doing opposite field. You're spraying it off. Oh, I feel great. You yeah. step in the box, man, and it's just different. And I, I know that's not a valid answer to some. Like, don't like it, play better. You're absolutely right. So this is a winning business. All you got to do is win. Winning takes care of everything. And when the Brewers aren't winning, you look for things to blame. But the truth of the matter is the offense is going to be the reason they make or don't make the postseason. Uh, we apparently posted this on Twitter, uh, if it's working. I don't know what Elon Musk is doing. But we were talking earlier, just a hypothetical that came to mind. If we told you the Brewers would make the World Series and lose, I said get swept, would you take it? 88% of people say yes, which means 12% of people say no. Actually, 87 and 13. 13% of people say no to that. Who are you? I don't know how you say no to that. Anyway, he's Dom Catroni. I'm Alex Stroff. It is a special edition of State of the Brewers, wrapping it up live from Summerfest. You're the busiest man in showbiz. I called you earlier, Dom. <laughs> You're all over the place today. It's been wild. It's yeah. Been wild. It's going to be a wild 72 to 96 hours here for me. Uh, so I'm going to go straight from here to go work for Bally Sports Wisconsin. Uh, I'm also got to do the pregame show for WTMJ. I also got to do the postgame show for WTMJ. I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow. Uh, and then I'm flying to San Diego for the 4th of July because we are working. I also work for TBS. So we're with Brian Anderson. So we fly to San Diego to do Angels and Padres on Tuesday. Then I'll fly back first thing in the morning Wednesday to be there for Cubs Brewers on the fifth Wednesday night. And my next off day is not until the All-Star break. So I'm in 17 in a row just like the Brewers are. Godspeed, my friend. You are uh, you are impressive. Today was awesome. Love the insight from you and appreciate all the insight you've given us. Uh, big thanks to Matt Arnold for joining us in the first hour of the program. If you missed the conversation with the Brewers, President of Baseball Operations, find it Wisconsin on demand or wherever you get your podcast. Or just tune into Dom's pregame show on 620 WTMJ. I'm sure he'll be replaying some of that in just about 12 yep. minutes from now. Exactly. I'm going to replay Matt Arnold. We're going to give a quick little baby preview of uh, the game at hand. So looking forward to everybody listening in. It'll be uh, Jeff and Lane on the call from Pittsburgh. And uh, let's get back on track. Let's still win the series. Need a win. Need a win. Pirates have won four in a row, so the Brewers would like to snap that. Uh, A reminder, next Saturday, same time, 12 to 2, it is State of the Packers. Join me, Jason Wilde, and Gabe Neitzel right here from Summerfest for State of the Packers, noon to 2, next Saturday. A big thanks to Max Meyerson for producing and to Dom Catronio for joining me the last two hours. This has been State of the Brewers live from Summerfest.